Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. The Three Half Squads. Yes, tonight it is the three. Because <laughs> tonight we have Steve with us once again. Yes, we do. Steve Deathless. And yes. we are quite excited. I'm still. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. We had a lot of fun in the last episode, the first part one of the interview. Hearing it's always amazing to hear. And we've done a few of these you know, interviews with people, yeah. and it's amazing to well, hear about it, the game. It's really just amazing that you guys just even choose to even do that. So, yeah, like obviously, we talked about it wasn't money wasn't a motivating factor. You you love the history of this too, also, yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely. And Steve and I were just talking off the air that as a teacher, when I'm reading history books, um, my wife's like, "Oh, you're just goofing around." No, this is my work. This is my <laughs> research. It makes me a better teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for you, obviously, it's the love of the research as well. Yeah, I was doing that. And plus, you know, I I, I would drive pretty far when I, I got out of the service and had my new job. And basically, I'd be just thinking about ASL scenarios the entire way <laughs> on a two-and-a-half-hour drive. So I wanted to find a way to make it more, uh, you know, part of the day-to-day thing. And it's a great hobby. And um, I, I like producing things that uh, that other people enjoy. Yeah, well, de- definitely. Again, I'm a hopefully I'm a strong witness to the enjoyment level <laughs> of of the products. But so. you didn't start w- with with ASL as your in gaming. It goes back be- before that. We Let me really see. talk about your history. Ron Chamberlain and I's first game was uh, Luftwaffe. Right, we played it completely wrong, and then um, we got into. Uh, you know, it was, yeah, I've got a copy. <laughs> if you want to play never it wrong play- again, sometime. Yeah, oh my gosh, and then. Uh, <laughs> We had a little like model shop down the street. Uh, one day, I, I swiped a bunch of my dad's silver half dollars and bought the game with it. Um, yeah, I wish I had the half dollars at this point. But uh, <laughs> but me and my buddies, we'd play that. And um, who was the Air Force and Dauntless? Remember that one with the really big, thick counters? Yes. And then um, then we got a copy of Streets of Stalingrad. Which was fantastic. And then we just got more and more sophisticated. Then ASL came out. Our squad leader came out. And we had, a, in my high school, we had about six or seven guys that played that. Wow. And uh, and we all, you know, purple box and the whole bit. Yeah. And I we just stuck with it. Because, um, yeah, my first attempt at Harawa was squad leader with a game, a Tarawa game that came out. But at home, I've got quite a few. I started collecting. And then there's a, a fellow that... Um, my brother-in-law knew he's he's older, um, but he was a big-time collector, and he decided to sell everything. So he asked me and one of my buddies to go up to the Los Angeles show and sell everything for him. We ended up buying half of it, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> just keep them. But we we'd play um, you know Russian Front and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and like I said, Streets of Stalingrad. We tried Vakt am Rhein once. Which was which was cool, and then what was the big uh, North Africa one? The, just the massive uh, Tobruk or something? No, as um, can't remember, but it was like battalion level for every unit that was there. Yeah, uh, but I was I, that with the six foot map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, I think one of my funnest gaming experiences we played, uh, we probably did it four or five times, was um, uh, the big Avalon Hill um, Overlord game. Uh, what was that one? Uh, the longest day. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. oh my gosh. Oh, wait, we pl- trying to keep my cat off of it. We were in high school when we were doing that. <laughs> and then my, uh, where I was playing with my friend and we were doing the, the variant where, um, 
where I got the 21st Panzer Division early. So I was just wiping him um, off near Kay. And then his girlfriend came over and sat on Sherberg and probably went flying. A thousand counters oh, went flying <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> he probably wasn't as upset about it as I was, but yeah. that made him clean up the whole thing. <laughs> But yeah, I'd I'd love to play Longest Day again. Let me play Gettysburg, you know. Yeah. But I anyone interested in uh, Napoleonics, I've got all those uh, Battelle de la whatever unopened that I've never played uh, that I picked up one time that I need <laughs> to get rid of. Want to find a home for <laughs> well, the listeners? Yeah. Can yeah. contact us and give us an offer, and we'll yeah. send it on to Steve. Yeah. But like, I'll, you know, it's Nord. I, one of them's like, you know, three or four hundred dollars unpunched. You yeah. Know? I wouldn't charge that, of course. Well, no, I'm I'm all for eBaying it or getting getting what it's worth. You can sell it today um, for two hundred and sell you, it for four hundred, yeah, and... right? <laughs> but yeah, that's you know I've been playing yeah. everything, but I, I I guarantee you, however we played Luftwaffe was not the right way. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. We, but it'd be safe to say that World War II is your favorite historical yeah, period, yeah, definitely. And is that because I'm always amazed at. Uh, people's attraction to world war ii and i guess part of it is because it's such a gigantic conflict there's yeah. so much there plus it was you know the modern age so there's so much printed and recorded where there wasn't obviously as you go farther back in history yeah. there wasn't that much but what else is it about world war ii that just makes it so well i know for me i mean uh, you, never ending i i hazard to say we're, we're within 10 years of each other but um yeah uh, you know, there was a lot more on TV back then about it, and I re- yeah. I remember whenever we'd have a family thing, we would go, uh, we would go out camping or whatever. So my dad, right, his uncle was a gunner on a, and a tank gun in Normandy. Uh, my grandfather was an artillery guy. Um, I have an uncle that was at Tarawa, you know, and oh, all wow. these guys would be sitting around, you know, when you're eight, nine, ten years old. And they're all sitting around their their late fifties, by or, or you know mid to early fifties, and shooting the and just sitting there listening. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> we'll <can, we'll laughs> beat that out. <laughs> uh, you know, just just sitting there talking and just like just being mesmerized by yeah. it. But I think that also there's a little bit of a, a purity to it in the sense that it's it's like now it's so warfare is so much so different, and it's yeah. such a con. You know, everybody was involved. Yes. It was Everybody. absolutely yeah. huge. It's mind-boggling that the world could even do this to itself, you know. Yeah. Well, Europe, I guess. But, uh, you know, so world – well, and yeah, Asia, sure. And it's just – and the kids are fascinated. They, it's one thing they want to know coming into social studies about yeah. Hitler and the Holocaust mm. and uh, war. They don't know anything about Spanish-American War, Mexican-American. You know, they, I'll teach all of it, but they are fascinated. And we do World War One, and they're kind of like – Oh yeah, there was a World War One. Well, okay, we'll learn yeah. about that first, and then we'll get to the good stuff. And by the time I'm done with World War One, they're just utterly amazed. Yeah. And I think I get them to the point when they're saying, "There's going to be a second one of these." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, hard to believe, oh, isn't it? I, I tell you, I don't want to make too quick of a tangent, but you know, gaming is is the is the fun part about it. But we just took a family vacation and we went to Dachau, so over Thanksgiving, oh, right? Wow. So a couple of things happened. So we 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 toured toured it but asking germans on how to get there they always give you this like look like really you're gonna go there of all the places to go you know so you got the feeling that they were they were over it so to speak yes but so the new exhibits are really you know fascinating and interesting but the two things that really struck me were that 
the whole writing was trying to make it like Dachau was bad, but there was other places that were a lot worse, even though Dachau was the main like training camp. And, you know, that's where Eki was, you know, the, the commander of, I mean, so it was as bad as anyone else. And the second thing that I really struck me was how much they blamed the Americans for letting all the, you know, not prosecuting all these Germans that were, you know, camp guards. Right. Mm. So those two things really struck me. Huh. So I talk, we talked to a tour guide and they're going, yeah, you know, they're, they're getting a little sick of it and whatever. But then I went to a legion. I'm in the American Legion up here in Lake Forest. And I was talking to this guy and he goes, oh, I'm going to Germany next week. And I go, oh, my gosh, I just went last week. And then well, I, he goes, yeah, I was stationed there. And um, and I went to, uh, you know, I, I, I went to Dachau quite a bit because I was in the CID and blah, blah, blah. And I go, let me tell you the story. I was there last week and these two things struck me. He goes, well, you know why? We didn't prosecute anybody. I don't. We shot them. Oh. <laughs> the 45th Infantry Division captured so three captured over 300 SS guards from uh, the Dachau camp, and they just shot them. Yeah, they were angry, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. They didn't, it wasn't like you – know, they didn't hold them and then wait for No, words. no. They, that, was just, that was just like – They were like, this is – And this, uh, and this guy, he was saying you know, it was pretty much whitewashed in the sense that nobody yes. really said anything. But he, he got to view all the, the documents, and it was used as an American – it was a U.S. military prison for like 25 years, from like 1945 till mm. the early 70s. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah and so all the – like. Now there's only two standing buildings, but back then all the buildings were were standing, and it was a U.S. military prison. So he said he had to go there all the time, and when he was bored, he would read all the documents over there. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that's the, very interesting. The, you're reading this like, well, the Americans were bad for not you know prosecuting these guys. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's nobody to prosecute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wow. So anyway, a little history. There yeah. You know. No, we it shows all, Dave, all about Dave everything. And I always talk about. Uh, Going someday. to Europe, we're going yeah, someday. Going to Europe for to do two or three weeks, and you know we're just going to try to catch some of those. Do that. I'm going to get out soon, and yeah. we're just going to have to go, Jeff. Maybe it'll we, never super happen. Super affairs, man. You You're know. in the past. Yeah, yeah, it'll never. You know, it's one of those things you don't do. It's never going to happen. Yeah, right. like going to Sabaton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Concert, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, we love talking about history. Okay, so, so should we pick up with a casino? I think we're done with casino. that, right? Yeah, so Casino did well. I mean, the scenarios were great. And... Oh, briefly. So then along came the period when MMP said cease and desist. Well, what what happened was uh, there was – the third parties were getting better, obviously mm-hmm. oh, led oh, yeah. by T- TOT being you know, just fantastic yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've got a lot of their stuff. But there's too. a you – know, the old saying, uh, perfect is the enemy of good enough sometimes. And it, you know, all their scenarios are awesome and there's – Lot, not a lot of ambiguity <laughs> with it, but uh, so they were getting better. I think um, you know, critical hit was getting better. There's uh, other guys popping out, and this was after Avalon Hill had sort of gone away. Well, and, during that, really yeah, before MMP had right, kind of Avalon Hill wasn't doing anything with yeah. it, and then that was the period where Camp Group Piper came out. Okay, and then my friend I told you about last episode that I used to play with Dave um, Coleman. We went to a, a pretty. They used to have a really big game show, and ASL was a dominant factor there. And there was this guy there. I don't even know if he, the guy's still alive anymore, but he was supposedly a play tester for Camp Group Piper, and he had the most dexterous fingers because every time his <laughs> Panzer got shot and critical hit, he would flick the armor leader out from under it, and then. 
and then put it under a different stack. So my friend Dave and I got so angry. We we wrote, you know, it's like this guy tells us he's the major play tester and he's cheating, and we were so angry. <laughs> he was cheating. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's he, like our friend Bob had a guy rolling a die that was a one of the only had a one and two and three on it. Oh, the, no, he heard would of do, that, right? Oh, this guy, yeah, this he guy, caught would, a guy doing that. This guy would roll and be like a eleven. He'd go snake eyes and just pick it, grab him. Up. It's oh. like play testing. We are dying for this game to come out. For finally, is something going to come out? And uh, so it was. Yeah. So so they we were getting better, and then you know we had come out with the um, with the black SS counters, yeah. and and it was just a simple matter of you know a couple. of emails back and forth with Brian Yaus and, and when I was face to face with Kurt and they said, Hey look, we want to do this. You yeah. guys did a great job, but don't do it again. So I said, okay. You know, no problem. They and told you. Yeah. Don't do it again. Yeah. They yeah. just said, look, we, we just don't want you to and I said, Yeah, no problem. Now we can do, and we said we can do counters that aren't necessarily in the system. And he goes, Yeah, you know, we don't have a problem with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and different artwork. And plus we were I mean, artwork. in my opinion, I think we we had a pretty good working relationship. I yeah. wanted to get the game published, the Tarwood published, and they I think wanted to do it. And they wanted to use some of our ideas for Bridge of Fire. And they're all really nice guys and they they're they had the best interests of the game. You know? Well and you would you and those those other third party products had carried really carried yeah. ASL for a no some years there. Oh yeah. Otherwise, I it would have just uh, it would have de- it could have definitely disappeared. Yeah, it could have definitely disappeared. But then uh, you know we and then everybody kind of forced each other to get you know a little bit better. Yeah. But you know it was always sad that when Mark kind of bowed out, and I, I think there was a lot of issues there. But um, just a great guy that, that Mark. just had Mark Newcomb. Oh yeah, you okay. just great guy with a lot of passion. Um, the guy's doing. The legacy of that, I think, is the guys working on the Korean module. Some of the same, mm. you know, folks that were friends of his back then too. But um, you know, there, uh, just a lot of pressure of getting such a great product out. You know, Mark worked on with you on stuff. Too? No, no, he we we he helped us out a lot on how to laying out, how to lay out, how to, and so not notter. Um, I can't remember his last name, um, but he he helped laid out the. The original counters because we did actually did some counters for Fortress Casino, you know there were cutout ones and then we we re oh that you they were cut out at first and then we actually did counters for yeah. Fortress Casino. What did I get with that set? You got some infantry and some yeah yeah, and then uh, they helped with that layout of the SS counters and stuff. And so, then one, and then one, once we you know hooked up with Klaus Fischer, then counters. Really got good. So, what exactly did MMP tell you to to ask you to stop doing? Oh, printing that we they didn't want us to reprint the black SS counters. Okay, yeah, but they said. I mean, it was. And a, did they have like? Did you get documents that said clearly laid out what? You, no, what no. We don't. We, what we it really was don't want you to very do. collegial. Very, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. a very nice. Yeah. Okay. Conversation. You know, Kurt was he was pitching that night against the Padres and mm. just said, look, I, I want to reprint these. Yeah. I okay. would really appreciate if you didn't reprint them. I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, these are the projects we got going. He goes, I, you know, maybe we'll work it. And then I got the phone call after that about wanting to do Tarawa. So we had printed Tarawa and, you know, we thought that that was going to be, you know, something big. because it was so different. And, um, yeah. yeah. And then we kind of said, look, if you're really going to do this right, we'd want to add a little bit more to it. 
Because if you think about it, our, ver- our first version is kind of the one battalion solution, whereas the MMP, basically every battalion is there except for um, except for 1-8, which was pretty much decimated on the way in. So they're not really represented in that. And then 1-6. Um, and then when when I see one six, the first battalion, first battalion, six Marines, first battalion, eighth Marines. Yeah. So, um, so it's pretty much the whole thing, and I think almost every Japanese unit is represented. Certainly, every support weapon. Yeah. Yeah. But so they, their tar was larger than yeah. than the one I had from you, which yeah. I did have and played all of also. Yeah. So um, I, you know, it was a great conversation with Kurt, and just said, "Hey, look, we we really want um, we want to get this deal done with Hasbro." And we think that this game will help. And they offered a great price, and the rest is history. Yeah, I wish I would reprint it. But <laughs> yeah. Well, they yes, yeah, you know, MP reprint it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Currently, uh, they will probably someday, but um, possibly. Well, the good thing about it, it's a Pacific module, but you don't need caves. You know, you don't yeah. need a lot of stuff. It's complicated. There's no doubt about it. And there, there's a couple of things. I mean, something that is as exacting as it is, there's a lot of people like working on the rules on the back end that didn't, you know, didn't understand, I guess, what we were trying to accomplish. So there was a, the first print, or, you know, there was some questions on how it worked, but um, about rules questions. Yeah. Things. But then after it got explained pretty well after that. And, yeah. And I know there's guys um, like in Southern California that play it every November 20th. Oh, it was at the wow. first day of the. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Taro is. It's just amazing um, historically, obviously, mm-hmm. and and yeah, your take on it was really different, different kind of battle. And and you're right, it doesn't have all the caves and things like that. that right. Can can really a lot of people just totally skip. Right. You got the and even the landings go quick. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty easy once you get in there. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't have to mess with those rules either anymore. Was the next product the um, Berlin? I think so. Wait, yeah, Berlin Red Vision, well, which is a great game. Well, too. see, I have a little something over here. That's a, what do you got? What you oh, got? Oh no! Look at that! Look at the that. original. Oh. I have my Berlin Red Vengeance with written to Dave Kleinschmidt. Okay. Oh, this is my current house. So this. Wasn't my old condo. You guys had my condo address originally, or probably my apartment address, then my condo. And it's from, what is that, HOB? Yeah, P.O. Box in Newport Beach. Newport Beach, California. Yeah. Steve, would you sign if you want to oh, sign? Yeah, absolutely. Autograph, you have a pen? Envelope. I'm trying to think. I think that's my wife's is that writing. Your handwriting? On, oh my that's, that's my wife's handwriting on doing the, um, <laughs> the address. And look, at the time it cost a measly $2 to uh-huh. send this. All the way across the United States with the John Hopkins stamps, two John Hopkins dollar stamps from California in the – and, of course, now it has. Let me tell you, it's been played. Yeah. Absolutely. Every single scenario. And so maybe we're kind of – So that's – I haven't seen a real version in a while because they're all gone. I do sell the reprints for people, but it, they are actual copies, and I make sure people know that there are copies of the original and so what this product has, I, I loved this one. I absolutely loved this one. Um, it has, and look at the, I forgot the art designs you used for the, is it the insignia from the units? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the red banner. And then the, um, 
uh, gosh, I can't even remember, 24th Infantry Division and the SS, the Nordwind. And you, and you did a play. I, you know, I've totally actually. I have not looked at this since I played. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've heard on the podcast. I'm I'm the guy that plays through everything in the set. Yeah, yeah. In I'm, I'm not the guy who does one and then two and then oh, let's go try this game and come back to that in two years. I'm the guy that reads the plays rules all the way through, plays yeah, all the scenarios, <laughs> and then says, "I would love to do that again someday." And then, of course, kind of never has the time because there's always new stuff. But so you you also did the. Um, Playable area. Oh, right. It did have boards. That's right. I remember this one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one. Polish we, prize. We uh, we cut out. There were some. There were some big time graphic chances we took on there. But uh, my I my the biggest secret though. My uh, I'm a big picture guy. I really am. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a detail oriented person. And yeah, you can tell. Oh well, I, I don't know. This looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks great for the time though. And here, look at my. I put in the errata on rule number oh, four. Right crossed out and no German. Do you still unit. have the pen you use, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> to write in the errata? No, but Steve is going to sign Where do you my. Want right there? Yeah, just right along there. Just the name. Then, or, uh, yeah, just your. Yeah, my, oh yeah, do, do like a. Dave. Yeah, yeah. I'll show my wife. She'll think it's hilarious. Do a um. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you say? Yeah, to, uh, to, my, to my good friend, friend Dave. Dave. Yeah. And then sign it. And then misspell Dave. Because next when you I left, I'm like, Dave. honey, I'm really excited tonight. Yeah. We got this guy coming who used to send me packages <laughs> back in the good old days when I was young and sprightly. Could be Steve's DNA is on that envelope. So it under those stamps. You think your wife wrote that, huh? She, yeah, she did. That's her, that's her definite. Yeah. And it's right there. Yeah, that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> and I won this one. Look. Jeff, I even wrote and you won this one. one with the Germans against Dave Timonen. I don't wow. remember playing Dave Timonen. Over here, I won with the Germans against Jim Poffenberger. Uh, these are names you'll never hear of, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but my local group. And um, I printed something off online. I've what? never seen this stuff what in is yours, this? Dave. You what must have I really print? had this. Oh, uh, that Did was I print the errata? Yeah. You had this stashed away. Look at Himmler's house. 1996. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'll tell you which scenarios are mine. Monkey. Business. Oh, sure. Here, here. We're doing. Okay, we're doing a. This is an official. A, what's oh, in the box? Oh, wait a minute. Ready, Jeff? <laughs> what's it called? It's called Steve. Would you say Berlin Red Vengeance? And it's what's in the box. Where's the Berlin Red Vengeance? Yeah, tactical Doctrine. That's one I designed. There's another card. And then Eddie did two. Run for your lives. And then at last the spray we both did. That was a fun. That's a fun. One. Is that the to... river name? Yeah, the Spray River. It's not the Spree. Spray. Well, Spray. Spray. Oh, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure. I'm assuming you're probably more correct. Yeah. Than... We're notoriously. Bad. The... I'm notoriously bad on this show. From I think you're the guy good, that's but, talking uh... that misspelled Napoleon one time on a scenario. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> okay, I guess oh, you are a big picture. Card. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll continue the continue uh, the scenarios. Yeah. So uh, so Steve did spray. you did some and then Eddie did some and then Red Banner I did a lot of research on that. Now one. Red Banner was did that have the special rule with the yeah banner that's the one counter? where you have to take the take the banner up on top of the thing for May Day right so it had to be up there. So the banner counters Jeff were individual counters right? Yeah. I mean I have all the counters. Where the heck are my counters? Are they in the tray somewhere? Did I leave them in the? I hope I didn't. No, oh, they must be. No, no, I've thing. got. I don't lose anything. Oh <laughs> man, no. Right. So yeah, I have all the counters at home. You had red banner counters with these. This yeah. was so cool, Steve. I'm, I'm and serious. Then, uh, and you d- had to run it up to the Reichstag. Yeah, the Reichstag. Oh wow! Put and them up, put it up on top. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the Russians are carrying this, you know, in like a portage point thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're fanatic when they have it. Oh, yeah. And they're fanatic when they got Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is cool stuff. The yeah. opera death, as Eddie did that, we fought, I remember, about the, having the IS-2. We were trying to make sure we had an IS-2 in there someplace. Historically, they were there, yeah. obviously. Uh, and then Himmler's houses were mine. And then Eddie's did... Fortified. Yeah. A lot of fortified counters. Some trenches. So they would just dig the trenches. Yeah, that was an interesting. I liked uh, how you got to really fight for the different uh, bridge crossings. Yes, that's correct. Right, right. The, mm-hmm. A couple of these scenarios were bridge crossings? Yeah. Look, yeah. here's the counter, Jeff, that they show it on the card. Yeah, look at that in color, too. Isn't that cool? Yeah, in Dude, color. 1998. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was state of the art. Yeah, it is. Monkey business, great uh-huh. name. Himmler's house. There have been, of course, by now, there have been several versions of that. Yeah, that scenario, was pretty famous. Right? Um, um, pretty famous fight. Well, this product was not made by MMP. No, no, MMP. No. You need to make this product. I would now, read Critical it. Hit did it. Yeah, they but did. we won't. <laughs> they did, and they did it they, after they, you did it. After. Well, so why would they do that? Well, they. I. What they if, did Berlin. Scenario? Yeah, they yeah. did the same well, like the same thing. It, it's they cover a little bit different, bigger area, area okay. a bigger oh. area because. Um, if the a lot of the um, the flak towers and everything are just right off of this off of our map of your map yeah so there's a lot of different things you can is this actually the picture of Himmler's house that is Do you remember Himmler's house yeah okay before it was probably blown up before it was blown up and yeah so look at look at that Jeff if and, um if this if you've got an extra some money from Christmas, and you really want to have the definitive coolest book on Berlin is the After the Battle. Berlin After didn't. The... If you, I don't know if you've, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys have, have seen that, but there's a series of books called After the Battle, and they're huge. They're all like eighty, ninety dollars. Okay. But they're uh, they're made by a British company, and it's um it's they're then and now, and they also have a magazine that comes out quarterly that's fantastic. But it's they'll have a picture of something today, and then the exact same picture. Oh, and yeah. the history, their their main writer is just fantastic. But they've got um, they've got Casino, they've got um, the Battle of Britain, they've got um, the the Rooks March, which is the retreat from the Falaise Gap, um, the Battle of France. But if you uh, look those up after the battle, then and now are the coolest books hmm. um, for uh, for this kind of thing. You know, and that a lot. That's what I got all those, some of the pictures from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're a little grainy on the yeah texture, but um, I like the way you cut out the map sections as blank. Yeah. The area not in play is just left blank on the scenario cards. <laughs> so I mean, I really like this one. You could probably tell. And we threw the. Uh, I like Casino. I sold Casino. It was really hard for me. I was yeah. like, finance new games or keep this, but you know, mm-mm. but this one never even considered parting with this one. I gotta have to play this again. And yeah, so I don't do campaign games. I don't know if you've gathered mm-hmm. that from the show yet, but um, but we're now playing the biggest game. So guess what? We're slated to play next, and we're trying to get Jeff in with four of us. Is God Save the King? Is the biggest oh, really? scenario from the Bridge Too Far? Now right. that one was was that in your original? Yeah, I think that was that the huge scenario. I, in the I can't set? remember. I'd have to see it again. I haven't looked at yeah a bridge too far, but I think that's one of our you know like us inspiration. From one of the scenarios, yeah, because it's a it's a mega one. So we're gonna dive back yeah. into that. Um, and then you have the rule sets here. Yeah, that one's pretty 
pretty straightforward. Nothing really. I mean, because that was a definitely oh, a tradition. Party leaders were yeah. like uh, commissar. I forgot about right. that. Right, Gestapo's Gestapo leaders seven plus one. Why were they weaker? Do you remember? Because they weren't uh, military kind of okay. leadership. We didn't want. We wanted the benefit of the morale or the the threat of <laughs> you better have morale, and but not the. Um, the military type of you know benefit fire. to combat yeah. and to yeah yeah oh excavation pits yeah because um, right in front of the Reichstag they were rebuilding and they were you know building the um, you know the foundation for some stuff and they started that early in the war but oh. they just never started stop filling it or oh, they okay. never finished it yeah and then uh, just some some the wide city boulevards which yeah they were in there. Brandenburg Gate, yeah, rule. I remember that now. Yeah, the red banner rules here. And so, and how much time total? You don't track that, I guess, would you say, goes into these productions? Yeah, it's it's hard to say on how much you, like, I know the guys that did uh, Budapest, you know, like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Think of a Kohima, it's definitely 10 years, but, you know, I don't know. It, It takes a while. I mean, if you sat down and really just counted the time like a lawyer i guess yeah right you know, you're Billing still purposes. looking a, a lot of time reading and making phone calls and you know trying to find stuff on the now yeah. the internet and then you've got yeah. your campaign game rules in the back yeah. how long would this campaign game take do you think that's a pretty short one okay yeah, it's it's not mm. that big of a. Let's gotcha. see the map. Got you, me thinking. You, yeah, let's go to we the, see map. the map. Well, and also great footnotes at the end here. I love yeah. these. Sometimes I just read these on the air, yeah. you know, because they're so fascinating, and I, I think I think the listeners appreciate that. And um, and you had counters with this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you had the red bay, barricade counter. I think we had a couple of Stormoviks. Or I mean, the German. We had a couple of um, armored cars or something. Yes, I remember right. Yeah, they're online. You can tell oh, me, and then print them out, and then <laughs> yeah, um, about your new SS counters. But we uh, I like that title right there. Uh, about your new SS. Oh, counters, I think Jared. that we had to do. Is that the political statement? We had to do that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, or just how to read. Them. Oh no, no, yeah. At some point, we definitely made it because it is a tough thing. Because you don't want to glorify these, you know. Oh, with the yeah, SS. Yeah, oh, you're right. Issue. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. But really? that's like, yeah, yeah. Come on. This is a historical game. Yeah. You know. That should be a given. <laughs> well, we won't tell that to the army. Um, and so, Jeff, here's the map. And I, again, I just love this because it's just so it's, epic. Yeah. And, you know, it's the whole, um, what is that? Gutter Dems. Gutter Dems. You know, kind of, yeah, you know, it's that whole yeah, yeah, Wagner right. playing and uh, yep. the Valkyrie coming down to take the Germans Get a little up. closer to Steve there with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. let's make this. Photo. Can I so need this a photo with Steve? Yeah. yeah. This so, is like my Eddie, big uh, yeah, Dave, can you, can you raise the map so I can't see your head? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. So, mm-hmm. Eddie Post painted down. that map from from scratch really Eddie yeah. painted that wow working on a canvas with uh yeah well uh, gosh I can't remember I'd like to have the original of that wow um, he's like kind of an overlay type of thing he was a really good artist yeah that's a that's a fun game it's it's quick it's for a campaign game it's one of the shorter the ones yeah the map is certainly manageable here it's not huge but just love it yeah a lot of counters get on it too heat of battle <laughs> and the Koenigs plots and the yeah the right the yeah it's just 
It's funny. I've never seen that. You've Absolutely. Been, you have been well, what's in the box? We, have, yeah. we haven't really got to uh, a... <laughs> yeah, the only third-party stuff we've been doing on what's in the box has been LeFranc new. Career. Yeah. Well, new. That seems to be yeah, our right. rule. Yeah. Not a rule, but... But I like going back to all the ASL stuff and you know doing that as what's yeah. in the box. We gotta, we gotta fill another hundred episodes. So, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Now I have I have a signed yeah. cop, um, envelope from Steve. That is just today is a good day to die. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, we'll hold off on Operation Mercura as another what's in the box. Should we go back to the interview? Yeah. Of so from Berlin. Where did you guys go next? So Berlin, we started dabbling in. Uh, the magazine, mm-hmm. you know, so we yeah. did a couple of magazines and then kind of smaller scenario packs. Now, what was your, what was your goal in the magazine? Cause there had been other, obviously other magazines out. Did you have like well, an overall? I think at the time idea? it was, you pretty much felt you had to do it just to support your product. Oh, I see. Sort of, mm-hmm. you know, like, and we had all this extra good material, so, you know, might as well all put it together. And uh, so the so we did like the first one and a half, and then um, Chaz did the number three and four, and that's mm-hmm. all all I've done. I've got uh, everything to do a five, but I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, at the time, magazines were kind of like the journal, right? It's, right. it's just a kind of a support mechanism, and we used the uh, the first one. To really talk about Tarawa, you know. Oh, okay. And and get that out there. So it'd be the usual mixture of like um, some historical articles and. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Scenarios. Sometimes a theme. Scenarios. Okay. Sometimes not. And then uh, we did High Ground, which I thought was pretty cool. That one was. Uh, oh yeah, High Ground. Yeah. We have High Ground one right. and two. Yeah. Yeah. The, First version and reissue version. And, yeah, yeah. So Chaz oh. has that in in his company. Um. So that was a, a, just the idea of you know having a, a hill that could be a hill or a valley, and um, you know that that's tur- turned out to be a. Pr- I wish that was officially published at some point in the sense that there's a lot of scenarios that I think could utilize those those hills. <laughs> the <laughs> you board, because if you yeah. think about it, at the time the, when we did that, the biggest hill was board two. Yes, you know, and it just really wasn't the. I'll show with, you a hill. Did it come with two minutes. boards? Yeah. Huh? It came two with board. two boards that went together to make a big hill. Right. And or, then, or a half and half. Uh, and yeah. Or a ridge. Right. I went half a ridge. Mm-hmm. Then we did, uh, when I started working with Steve Swan and his crew out in South Dakota, Bernie and um, and those guys, we uh, we did the firefights, which was, I think, a cool little concept. Yeah. And I only have a few. I think I have one pack of the firefights yeah, we, packs. We've, we've only done two of them. Okay. And then... Uh, uh, the special forces uh, packs were the other kind of ones we did. Were um, just taking a small unit, so we did the desert rats. Oh yeah, like the desert rats. Yeah, yeah. The desert rats. I don't have the, those. Um, Kunstenjäger, and then the Kunstenjäger was supposed to come out along with uh, the raid on Saint Nazir, and uh, Andy Hershey, who works with us now, still um, was the main designer with Saint Nazir. But we were never gonna get it the way he wanted it, which is he made the right call and then had yeah, the guys in France produce that one, which is it was just a really fun game. And then we did Operation Mercure. And then, uh, gosh, I think, oh, yeah, then, then the two ones we did with other people um, was uh, Tropic Thunder, 
which, uh, which oh, yeah, a great, yeah. the great guy yeah. out in um, Hawaii um, that uh, designed that thing. He worked out on a, one of those ships that go out and clean up oil spills and stuff. Mm. He, he managed the whole ship. So I, when I had some business out there, I got to go see him play some games. So that was a great game. And then I did with uh, Mark Pavage the, uh, the Buckeye Pack, which was the 37th right. Infantry Division in the Pacific. Are we allowed to speak Mark's name? Still on the air? No. Oh, okay. We'll edit that out. Yeah. Oh. He he refuses to acknowledge we exist on his all-encompassing website. Oh, really? Yeah. You will not find us there. No. That's funny. You'd think yeah. the first podcast ever about ASL. You would think. 100 episodes. I would yeah. like to We've interviewed him. that I had some We've interviewed pool, him. pull with him, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we think so, too. Yeah, we keep laughing. We don't know we? if we have ever offended him in the interview. No. No. I thought we had a great interview. Yeah. And it was a popular interview, too. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We can't figure we're, it out. We're just not on there. Uh, not even like, oh, by the way, there is a podcast. And we talked to him one time and said, uh, how come you don't put us on your website? And he said, oh, I, I, don't, I don't keep the website up anymore. Yeah, but, but he, he does. But he keeps it. He does. He well, with other things. All the time. There you have it. So, <laughs> so um, then, uh, gosh, what? Well, Orsha. Yeah. Is yours. Or, yeah, or, Onslaught to Orsha. I forgot that. Which part. was recent. I didn't get that one. Well, yeah, that was the f- first thing we produced when uh, Chaz came aboard. And uh, Chaz is with you now, full time? No, Mike, no, or? no. Okay. He, he was. Uh, so Chaz was Bounding Fire Production. So he had a Hell on Wheels pack and he had another one. But he had. Um, uh, he had an issue because he was, you know, active duty military okay. and with a young family. So um, it was a really good match for a couple of years. Uh, so we did uh, Beyond the Beachhead together. Oh, right. And then we did uh, three, three of the four magazines together and then um, uh, Onslaught to Orsha. And we were pretty well on our way on going to uh, Operation Schmidt, which was the Hurricane Forest. And... Um, but then we just we kind of we kind of went our separate directions. I was getting more into coaching football, and he was getting deployed, and you know, so we just kind of yeah. parted ways. But uh, t- very t- very talented designer. Anything he knows everything you need to know about 1944 armor and artillery too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, o- OTO is a is a great game too. A lot of innovative design features, like the the different um, Sturmovic models and the. You know, tank, rudal tank busting type stukas and things like that, which was fun. Good uh, artillery. But it, that's not a traditional campaign game either in the sense that the, the forces are set. And what else? I think that's it. There's quite a bit. Well, I'm looking at that's your site lot. now. Yeah, and, oh, lot. no. Uh, the Long March. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Long March. That's a great little now, game. Now, that one I'm really still tempted. Every time I visit your site, I'm like, yeah, I think I want to do that. Because it's different enough. It's like... um it's it's the uh, Chinese right. It's uh, Chairman Mao. Go. Is this oh, the game? Just for you. Oh no, I'm I'm oh, paying you wow. for this. No, no, no. Okay. Is this the whole game in here? Yeah. It doesn't have your wife's handwriting on it. No, though. It <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let us uh, keep you guys. So this oh, is really it. Nice. This is yeah. really it, huh? Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Thanks very much. I yeah, guess. that's a great. It's a fun game for people. You know, like if you're sitting there. Week after week, or however often you get to play, and it's like, okay, Panthers against JS2s, yeah, you yeah know, again, T thirty four eighty fives. Yes, then you pull this bad boy out, and it is, it is really, really cool. Oh, I made a mistake. So, um, Tropic Thunder was a friend from Australia, Derek. 
and then Long March was uh, was from um, Jay Long. Long from Jay Long. Yeah. <clears throat> Jay Long. Yeah, I'll read it here. Uh, years of research and devotion to detail. One of the major world turning points is represented in this amazing test of skills and wills. It has seventeen scenarios. Yeah, Jeff, are we doing a what's in the box right now? With no, it? we're not. We'll save this one for when Steve's gone. Yes. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. And I, we'll cover I, this I had in to open it. So that one, you, there's not like a campaign game, but all the scenarios are kind of linked. So you start from, you'd like to play things in order. So this starts yeah. from day one. And Mark Woods and I like to do linked scenarios. Yeah. So that's what that's all about. Oh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun little, a um, lot of people. What counters do you use to represent China. the signs? Chinese. Chinese and partisans. I, yeah, it's a it's a fun set of, of things, and they, they do you know they get more sophisticated as you go on. But you know these guys are using the eighteen ninety eight bolt action. You know, yeah, yeah, barely past pen fire cartridges. You know, and seventeen scenarios. Is there a map in here too, or no? Huh? It's all it's all geomorphic. But I love the picture on the cover. The picture is very cool. Yeah, the little box art review. Yeah, right. We'll have to talk about that one. Something that is a very famous Chinese propaganda poster. Oh, is it really? It's the bridge, right? There was a bridge or something. Dead bridge, I think it was called. And Chairman Mao was so instrumental in getting them across this. I mean, I remember reading about that somewhere. I have not studied uh, the Chinese Revolution. I like the Russian Revolution too. It was amazing, but. I guess I just uh, like revolution because I'm always drawn to that. Uh, you would have let my college teacher in um, Russian history was so good. This guy was so dang funny. But he would go, uh, he'd talk about the Russian revolution. He goes, okay, so here you got the situation. The reds are in the middle. You got the whites on the north and you got the grays on the south. And you got these guys on the right. And then you got the biggest army is na- by name guy, uh, Nestor Macno. Now, Nestor Macno was a real knucklehead. And he didn't like anybody else, but he had the biggest army. So everybody said, let's send our ambassadors to Nestor Macno and let's all join together and we can all defeat the Reds if we work together. Nestor Macno cut off their heads, embalmed them in honey, and sent them back. The answer, of course, was no. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. You know, there's a podcast, uh, History of Rome. I don't know, you might check him out. He's he's very entertaining. Little 20-minute, half-hour episodes. You would really like him. Uh, I don't know his name, but now he's started uh, fr- uh, the British uh, Civil War, English Civil War. Mm. Oh. Which I know nothing about, so I'm getting really lost. All the names and all the places. Yeah. I'm just getting way lost listening to that one. But the Roman one was really good. Yeah, that went on a long time. And he, had it, and he says things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send Victor Bryce and Honey. So the answer was no. Yeah. And he's just so low-key with it. It's funny. Um, yeah, so Long March. And then we got the two... Uh, so the biggest sellers right now, the special forces packs. Then we did a we did a um, the errata for SS one and SS two into a pack that has all the same scenarios without the counters, um, but it has that? all the errata ties. Um, is that the three? That is no. That's the update pack. Okay. Three is um, is neither fear nor hope, and that's the um, neither fear nor hope. And, and that's the have. one. That's the one that um, Steve Swan and his group did. Okay, that's a nice little one too. Is we're we're kind of keeping that theme thing going for the different things. So yeah. this has really been a long time of production, and you're yeah. still going strong. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> we've got a we've we've got a our, what I think is probably gonna be our last project. 
Oh, you think so? Is that, you want to pull this yeah, ready for oh, yeah. here Let's comes see. the future. Steve has brought a big, long wow. map with him, with him now, here. This is with a pink ribbon. Actually, That's a huge map. This is actually the concept map. This is okay. going to be the actual. This. Oh, that's a huge concept map. Yeah. This is really big, folks. This yeah. is, re- is really this big. As big as bigger than the so comp groups put together. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, hill. that's a very big. It map. is. This is Kohima Ridge, and the new map. The new map that we have is is much more accurate than this one. This, I started. I drew the first one, probably about. It's in 2003. By hand? Yeah. By hand. Well, you know, Photoshop. Okay. And then Klaus Fischer and his group got it. And that's what this version is. And then the new one is the ridge is actually over a little bit. Okay. And then it's going to be a little bit smaller than this. But this is the the famous Battle of Kohima, the Siege of Kohima. Do I see see 13 levels of elevation there? Some serious hills here. Wow. Well, wait. Now I, I have to confess. I do not. I've heard of Kohima, but I don't know where and where. Okay, when. so Kohima is actually in India, but it's right on the border of Burma, and yeah. it's in what was called Nagaland. And I, I went on a mission trip with my son, and I had a chance to go to Kohima, and um, but I at the last minute I didn't, thankfully, because my father passed away the next day, so we flew oh, home from sorry. India. But um, but this uh, was the. Can't, we can't publish this photo, Jeff, until no, no, after the. No, you can publish this. This is. Well, this is evidence that if anyone steals your idea. Yeah. We have the evidence right here. <laughs> okay, let me do one more. This is existing in this stage of development. Yeah. So, Kohima, the, um, the Japanese attacked in early 44, and their plan was to take Imphal and um, Diampur. And basically ferment revolution and uh, knock India out of the war, knock the British out of the war. They had been success, success, success. But two things happened. Um, one is the uh, the long range groups, the Chendits and uh, you know the Ord Wingates guys, proved mm-hmm. that you yeah. could supply everybody by air. And then the second thing was um, the general slim really started training his forces up a lot better and started becoming kind of the masters of the jungle. And then they, um, there, there was a battle, uh, called the battle of the admin box, which was terrible defensive position, but the British were able to, um, keep supplied by air and defeated the Japanese. So what happened was the Japanese attacked, um, and surrounded this whole area. And there was a 13 day siege that, the Japanese fought up from this bottom area called the, the Pimple or GPT Ridge and then Jail Hill, um, Detail Issue Hill, and then uh, was never able to uh, capture Garrison Hill. But there's things, you know, famous things like the tennis court um, that you've heard of. We love tennis courts. Yes. Too. Yeah, so that was a big uh, Any map with the tennis courts, good by us. Right, and yeah, girls' this, high schools. Right. And girls' <laughs> high schools. In that, so um, the the British held out mostly by air supply, and then uh, very accurate fire because there there's a town about two kilometers this direction that the uh, British were on uh, that could fire, and then they could actually see some of these uh, locations, so they could fire danger close all the time. Yeah, and uh, then uh, the British ar- second armored division. Well, it was the British second division, but it was they had a lot of armor. 
uh, Royal um, Armored Corps 149, and I forget the other one, came rolling in and dis- took them another month or so to dislodge the Japanese from here. But there was a, it is a fascinating, fascinating battle. A lot of great books on it now that have just been written. Um, one called uh, The Trail of Bones, uh, which is fairly new. Mm. Uh, Kohima, um, The Battle of Kohima is, is another great book. Springboard to Victory. A lot of good stuff. But I've gotten to talk to some veterans of this battle, too, which is fabulous. Oh, wow. That's fortunate. Yeah. So actually some India, when we were in India last year, or in 2012, some Indian veterans of the battle. Wow. So That's amazing. Yeah. Are you consider writing a book? Uh, there's, there's some pretty good stuff on it right now. I, I, like, I like to say I'm a published author in the sense of having Tarawa published by Hasbro. And <laughs> but it does have a lot of hills, a lot of interesting lines of sight, and a lot of, um, you know, movement issues because you have to go up uh you know some pretty steep hills yeah uh but it's it's a the the most interesting thing about this how i've decided to represent this now um sean carter out of england is is kind of the main uh designer of everything but the campaign game i mean he's his knowledge of this battle is 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 second to none and we have another a whole group of people that are helping with this but um the biggest problem that British had was water, ammunition, and medical supplies. So the key to this game is uh, keeping those levels up. So instead of necessarily buying forces, which are already there, the forces that are there are there. There are some things you can move around. But the biggest thing is planning an air supply, an airdrop. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna buy an air supply with different counters in it that you after you buy them and load them on the planes you can't see them because the Japanese their biggest problem is um, support weapon ammo by you know 81 millimeter mortars that kind of stuff and food. So they have a long long supply line. They had already eaten all their you know mules and oxen and yeah. everything, and. Uh, the British had um, four or five supply warehouses that had enough food to to feed people for a long time. In fact, one of the Japanese units captured one of those, and they were fine for the entire siege, but a lot of other ones weren't. So the parachutes are going to come down, and you got to fight basically for those. Uh, yeah, I and always water. like that kind of idea, yeah. yeah. Where you have to – and it's going to manage your ELR that way. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, Wow. So right, you don't have. So what will happen is the the British has have to manage their uh, supplies for the the medical aid station. Yeah, they have. There's water points on the map where they have to actually find the water uh, or keep the water points. If the Japanese take them, then the British suffer an EL, ELR issue, and then um, they have to drop food, which the British don't need. But they have to drop it because the Japanese have to to grab some of them. And then you have, um, you know, very limited, uh, you know, big support weapons. Uh, But the Japanese had a couple of advantages in the sense that um, the small quick fire uh, anti-tank type guns, the mountain pack ones that they could get there, they were so close and they were on higher grounds that that the shell would actually hit before they the British knew where they were coming from. Mm. So you it, the, the the round would hit before the report from the from the gun was there, 
And then a bunch of different troop levels too, which is going to be interesting because there was Gurkhas there. Okay. Which is, you know, and there wasn't that many of them, but there was certainly enough. And then the Queen's, Oil, Queen's own Royal West Kent was the major fighting force. And that was, and there was a big uh, controversy between the, um, the leader of that unit and the garrison commander. So those two were always at odds. And then you had all this, all these different Indian troops. Some of them very, very good. Some of them, you know, not very good. And then uh, the Japanese had um, a whole unit of guys that were all six foot tall and and taller. They did? Yeah. Grenadiers. 50, yeah, exactly. The 58th. <laughs> wow. And uh, they had they, – this one unit had never been defeated. And then they – right before this battle, they got, um, they got defeated at a battle called the Shawshank. And then, you know, because then their confidence is scattered and then they're not being able to take some of the major hill features. And then um, one thing leads to another and they have like lesser troops there. So there's going to be a lot less hand-to-hand combat, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. But, yeah, it's going to be a... It sounds really, hard. it sounds like a lot of stuff we haven't seen in ASL before. Yeah. I mean, resource management is something we have never really seen in ASL that's before. That's what that right? this is going to be. A lot yeah, so of that's, resource management. Yeah. And I know there's one scenario where the parachutes drop and people have to run out and get them. I remember that. Yeah, I I remember. Partisans have to get them and the Germans are shooting at them right. or something. That's but what that this was, is. I, I like that was that a victory condition, wasn't it? Yeah, more, yeah, than, yeah. more than really well, uh, the, having How it will work here it, to, to make that an issue is the British and – and I've done a lot of research on the, on the first air commando, which was the unit that was actually supplying them. There's a lot of pressure on the British to give all these aircraft back to the Americans – because they're starting to, you know, they they need them for, you know, to go send to Europe. They need them for all this stuff, but they need to supply the garrison. But you have to plan it a day in advance. So here's my drop zone. It's maybe it's right on GPT Hill, right? So there's where I want it. The Japanese take that. Well, the next right. day, then you're supplying the Japanese. Yeah, the next there. day, that's where that's the initial drop point. Yeah, and then there's a mechanism to change that and so on and so forth. But then once the planes come in, it was, so we'll have C-47 counters and we'll have C-46 counters. Wow. Once they once they drop the, those will be huge. Plane. Yeah, they're yeah massive. they're huge counters. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, uh, they're triple size. No, <laughs> but uh, you'll have to plan it. They'll come in, drop the counters. You know, and the Japanese have kind of a, you know, well, maybe I don't want to shoot that thing down. Yeah, because once they realize <laughs> yeah, maybe they're bringing gifts. Right, right, exactly. And the majority of the Japanese were supplied that way. So you'll have to supply oh. medical supplies for the British. They need them. Water, the British, they need that. Um, support weapon ammo, which is small arms, so rifle, which only the British have because they use different, um, they use different ammunition. And then big mortar you know, 81 millimeter mortars, which the Japanese have more British mortars than, than the, the British, than the British do. do. And then I, what, one of the interesting things that Sean Carter figured out in his team, a couple other guys in Europe was that the British 76 mortar in the game is inaccurate. It should be an 81 millimeter mortar. Oh, okay. So they did, a, they, they got the in unvarnished truth, uh, the fact that they, uh, that they should be 81 millimeter mortar. So we use those in uh, McClure. And we'll give you a couple of more of them here. So you get supply counters, you get some airplanes, P-51s. And it's kind of cool. The Air Commando had special stripes on the tail, or not on the tail, but on the fuselage. 
and so you, they're there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm looking so, forward so that's to that. the next thing, huh? That'll yeah. probably be out before Hakapali. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I would really like to get this out in 2014. Oh, I that think, would be that would be amazing. I mean, I, I'm going to need some play testers, and I've asked a couple, and I've got some guys on file, but I'm going to need, you know, especially for the the big campaign game, you know, yeah, just to make sure everything works because there's so many variables in a big campaign game. It's not like you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can't make a campaign game perfect. You just got to make it right. It's more art than science. And then you thought this might be the last. Product yeah, from so. well, may, I mean, who knows? Now all all my all my time constraints are actually gone. You know, the kids yeah, are in college, right? The kids are in college, and you know, maybe you could get your wife a job. And then, uh, she uh, has a job. Oh, okay. But yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. Do you have things you'd still want to do? Well, this don't, is, don't mention them. Some, you don't have to mention what they are. Steal your this, ideas. Is, this is it. You know, we got the uh, Recon Five. We got enough stuff in there. No, but I mean, do you have? You yeah, know, are, I are think, there actions that you think, wow, this would be great in ASL? Yeah, I'd like. To. There's one. Uh, there's one battle that I think would be perfect for the Special Forces type format, mm-hmm. where you know they'd be for like it's an airborne. Uh, battle that I think would be perfect because a map would be a, just a nice size to fit in a magazine like this. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I, I could always do stuff that, you know, I, I do like publishing. Somebody has a project that they've always loved to do. You know, I got the wherewithal to get it published, but, um, well, and you're a guy who, uh, you know, obviously gets things done, you know, wow. get start a project <laughs> and no, I mean, that's a lot of production and that's, yeah. and you're, you still have a job. Yeah, it's well. I mean, I, I think a lot of it's been slow recently. But like I said, I took eight years out to coach eighth grade football. Okay, and, you know our f- high school team is benefiting from that. I think, <laughs> but uh, I'm done with that now because my daughter's in in volleyball. Yeah, okay. So they 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 play on Friday nights too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, we've got a lot done. I do have a habit of just getting wrapped up in work and not you know not checking ASL stuff, and then all of a sudden have a frenzy bit of work and then letting it set but yeah i guess it is a long time but yeah. still you know i know what what it takes for us too to do this in a little little podcast and um yeah time goes by amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely well that looks like a that looks it's like gonna a be great fun. project yeah it's gonna be fun, fun. So. yeah there's a couple other things i mean i think macon can be done macon island can be done um there's a couple other battles in uh in India and Burma, that would be pretty yeah, interesting. It's probably neglected mm-hmm. area. It's kind of tough because the you know the Japanese are designed you know almost to fight the Marines you know counters and things like that. So it does make it hard. Yeah, there's a couple of really interesting back and forth seesaw type things. Yeah, that you can do. Well, should we wrap up with a what's in the box and take a look at this? Yeah, Mercure. Oh yeah. What now it's time for what's in the box, which is actually a plastic bag. So this product I actually did not order from you. I got it from a friend. I was I shipped those in plastic bags. Though. They did come like this. Um, yeah, my friend needed his stuff auctioned off on eBay, and I'm like the eBay god. So he oh, came okay. to me and said, "Take a cut of the price." And and as I'm as I'm listing things, I'm going, "Oh, wait a minute." Oh, wait a minute. I've always looked at this one. I think I'll make this part of my pay. 
So wow. I kept this one. Well, anybody and needs anything, call stack. me first before you buy it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Jeff, what, what is this? I don't know anything machine. about Mercur. What, this what is, is this? Uh, what action is this? This is the Battle of the Air Assault on Crete. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the, the British are holding the island. This is designed by uh, Andy Hershey and his team. A lot of great work went into this. Um, a lot of first uh, original sources, a lot of fun things. The uh, the battle is basically the Germans coming in with gl- on gliders onto the airfield. Oh, okay. So this is the uh, port- west northwestern portion of Crete. Okay. And I think this version, he, he must have purchased the redone map from you, non-glossy. He must have. He, there, there are two maps in there. He stuck it in, yeah. There you have it. And then he has the original. The original map, this, yeah. this was People complained about this? Being... Yeah, so the, I get the complaint yeah, in the sense still. that it's glossy. But the, the bigger problem is if you fold it and unfold it, oh. all those corners will start, start to fray. Start to point, yeah. yeah. So oh. that was one of the things. It's like, well, we printed it, but that's why we do offer it. At, I mean, at a reasonable price, the, the upgraded map. Which yep. is, you Everyone get your, get your upgraded map now. Contact <laughs> Steve. Go to the website, people. And we'll, of course, put up a link. And everything for you. So, well, Jeff, counters first. What do you see in there? Well, I see some uh, 228s and uh, 128s that are not crews, though. Are they half squads? Oh, they're yeah. full, full squads. So he's got to check his own rule book. They're, they're, <laughs> they're full squads, but they are, well, the 228s are full squads, but they are not crews. They are standing and. Yeah, those guys have. And they've got para, para, little parachute uh, icons. Yeah, those are uh, the. You're talking about the German counters. Yes, right? that's right. Yeah, those yeah. are like uh, guys popping off the gliders. Okay. You know, I and don't know why glider the glider counters. The, why the low firepower and range on those guys? But I'm sure you've got a reason for that. Submachine guns, I believe. Yeah, and there's gliders on here, Dave. Yes, to answer your question, there's uh, two different kinds of gliders on here, and. I my glasses were stronger. And then, <laughs> at least you have them tonight, yeah, Jeff. Yes, at least I do. And so you, and then you've got so it's a half. So that's sheet of counters. Yeah, it's a half sheet of counters. Then there's um, there's a recoilless rifle of some kind on here with the Germans, and then some German leaders. You know, nothing unusual except those those two two eights are. Is there a Kleinschmidt German leader in there? Kleinschmidt or Hallett? <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid not, Dave. Are those historical names? Do you know, Steve? Sometimes they are. Uh, I believe they are. Stenzer, Hauptmann, Weitzig. And I got yeah, the I map. Two, two, eight, yeah, Crete, 1941. And take a look, Jeff. The River Trevor. Oh, Trevor Nitus Bridge from the yeah. original little scenarios. Uh, Avalon Hill had two scenarios over this bridge with the landing gliders coming right. in here. Mm. And some Germans battling. Yeah, the houses were, were up here too. And then look at this um, Malim, Malim or Malimi airfield. Big old airfield here. So this is level ground. And that's here. We should, for those people that would like to refresh their memory on on uh, airfield rules, see our last episode. Oh yeah, that's it, right. We covered it's about thirty seconds. Of, thirty seconds of the, of the rule. And there's the some pre shovels on it. This hill, nothing like the one coming up in Kohima, but uh, uh, three level. In the water, the ocean, no. uh, the the sea is just right north of that. Oh, is it? Yeah, the right off. Right the up, this is the beach. Is this a beach up here? Yeah. 
Oh, right along the edge. Look at that. Oh, I'll see. There I is see. a beach yeah. too on this map. Okay. Is there now? There were no no landings by water. Do you remember on this no. at all? Of you? They just came in by glider. These are the glider guys that recombine. There's some rules. In yeah. There. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Right. That makes sense. Beautiful so, so map. Great I mean, map. still, yeah, it's a town, great map. Town over here. Pure jos. Pure ghost. Sounds very Greek. That uh, that map, since the very first printing of it, I've got it on the back of my door in my office. It's just such a beautiful map. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then a lot um, going on. So, how much is the replacement map for those people that want to? Uh, I think it's like ten bucks. That's a great deal. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I'm a I'm a laminator for by trade, but you know, I will say that when if you do collect and buy, you know, you obviously don't want to laminate stuff, but if you're going to play it, you know, well, just laminate that one. And yeah, yeah. Laminate the big one with a dull coat, but then mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, I actually did laminate my red barricades. I chopped it up into pieces, segments, mm-hmm. and did that. And so then in he in this one too, you get a uh, hundred counters. Uh, and a campaign game, of course, as you're talking about, and mm-hmm. seven historical map studies, and a nice little set. Yeah, a different design layout than that original um, Berlin Red Vengeance. Yeah. Now with the we've, official uh, HOB layout, we've gone uh, quite a few different ways. What am I doing for Kohima now? I'm doing it actually a little bit differently. The um, oh, so I'm going to have the whole map section. And just a red outline of the play area. Okay. So I think it's just the cleanest I've come up with so far. Yeah, look at the picture of this glider by the bridge here. Yeah, cool. Very, very cool. So another fine product. Yeah. We're learning new terrain, Novgorod's Vineyard's perimeter wire. Um, like a barbed fence. And then... There's some like rooftop kind of things. You know, these are typical Middle Eastern type of... Yeah, gun gun pits. Mm-hmm. And this is where Cretan the... Cretan buildings, yeah. 81 millimeter mortar, the, the correct 81 yeah. millimeter mortar. Yeah. So I guess MMP was supposed to reissue that at some point, but, but it doesn't make a difference, right? Because then you got your OBA mortar. Right. Mm-hmm. 76 is different than 80. Yep, and a reed bed in here too. Inherent terrain, not open ground. Concealment. Grant's concealment. More importantly, you have some Matildas in there. Oh, who will go a waltzing? <laughs> Sweet. Do you have a Matilda model kit, Jeffrey, uh, back there? I was there? just looking. Yes, I do. Yes, he there does. You know. He's going to be building one soon. Yep. Which one is that? The Mark II? Mark II Matilda. Steve, what are these so, things on the side of the tank? Oh, sorry. The smoke dispenser. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I will be able to tell you that, Dave, after I <laughs> you read assemble about that it? model. Yeah, well, yeah. gentlemen, have we reached the end of a show? I think what we time have. are we at there, Jeff? I, uh, we're an hour and ten minutes into this okay, one. Okay, so, so two great hour-long shows yeah. with Steve. And uh, just, again, thrilled to have you. Thank you yeah, so really much great. for contacting wow. us. Yeah. yeah, this has been good. I, I really I was looking at podcasts where we were missing church quite a bit, and I did, so they said, well, you have a podcast. And I go, podcast, and then what else would I like? And I saw... Two half squads. Let me do that, right? So you. So I'm supposed to be. Up. I'm supposed to be listening to the the church one, which our <laughs> pastor is awesome, and I, I love him. But I, go, I had a two hour plane ride, and it's like, 
I listen to you guys. Oh my gosh, I can't even think what you must have thought. So uh, yeah, I, I made up the I made up the, for the fact and listened to the other ones. <laughs> and you still listen to the sermons, I hope. Yes, and took absolutely. it to heart. Yeah, um, yeah, but we found it was it was great that you emailed out of nowhere. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm Steve De- Deathlifson, cool. and I'm like right away like, oh my gosh, this is oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I you know he used to send me stuff, man, from California. This yeah. is so cool. And he's with Tita Battle. And um, so then when we did kind of emailed you, it was funny you were out, out of out of country, yeah, and didn't respond. So I, I just, <laughs> if you get up to the show yeah. last time, you'll hear us saying things like, "Well, Steve hasn't responded. We maybe <laughs> we're worried we offended him already or something." <laughs> no, I just we were having tough time getting the getting the reception. <laughs> you know, yeah. getting the internet on a. Daily basis, yeah, yeah. So we well, want to thank you so much. For oh, that. it is fun, guys, and yeah. I, you know yeah. I'm only thirty minutes away. Yeah, so yeah, well, we can have you on again. That would be great. We'd love that. And uh, you could come out and game. I do have a passel club, P A S L. I could put you on that email list, but I must confess, it's been I've been doing Dungeons Dragons with my boys. They're like high school. Uh, that's and funny because my high. boys have said, "Hey, I'd like to play Dungeons and Dragons." Because we were telling <laughs> stories when we were kids, and I go, "I'd love to, but I have." None of the stuff. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been putting a lot of time into that, and I've cut back on my gaming. Um, but I'll try and get the club going again. And, you know, we'll meet every three months or so. But you can cool. always come out and join the guys for that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And there's, well, thank there's you. other stuff going right. around, so we'll and keep you If I offended advised. anyone, I apologize. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> you did not. We always do, and, uh, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about politics. So that's no, we good. didn't. And... Um, so we'll sign off saying... Yeah, thanks uh, everybody for listening. And as usual, remember to roll low. low and rally well, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.